Det er stadig lavt klap. One, so great. two. Oh, that, that is not so fake. <laughs> one, two, three. You say three no, and then do. Three clap. Okay. One, two. Good enough. Welcome back to episode. Oh, we're not saying numbers, by the way, because <laughs> that just gets too Episode much. Baku. There we go. Yeah, that's good enough. I didn't want to say numbers. I was like, um, yeah, I lost count of the numbers, which is a good thing. That means we're just really going through so many episodes without even realizing. Yeah, which is a good thing again. Exactly. But yeah, we're Baku. It feels like so long. I'm going to start off. First off, I just want to say thank you to Ferrari, because I know last episode, all I remember from last episode is how much I was complaining about Ferrari not backing their drivers and that Carlos Sainz penalty. Oh, yeah, that but came through. Yeah, that came through. They did it. It didn't really get them anywhere, but at least they did it. That's all I wanted. So first off, thanks for that. How do you feel about like the break between Australia now? That felt long. It felt super long because at some point it was I even long. yeah, but I even forgot about Australia. Obviously, I knew the race happened, but for me it was like since Saudi because like obviously we were at that race, so it felt like it was a break from Saudi to now, to now. which was even longer. But it's weird because I'm I'm obviously number one complainer about busy calendar, and I'm still finding it. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like the break was uh, it was long, but do you know I say it was obviously it felt long, but then I feel like because of Ramadan, it didn't feel like that. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, it's after Eid anyway. The race is after Eid. That's how it felt. I said it was like Ramadan was break. We had like, yeah, we had stuff to do yeah. and it kind of like occupied a bit. But I still was thinking like, where's all my raw keek memes? <laughs> I want to do a countdown. But yeah. But then when we did finally get a race, we got like two races in one weekend. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, do you know when everybody was saying, oh yeah, five uh, five races in four weeks? I was thinking, yeah. Um, you can call a sprint race a race, but then, okay, we'll come... Yeah, let's talk We're about the format. It. Let's talk about yeah, the format. Talk, uh, how, what do you think about that format? The I new also, format of the sprint race. Yeah, I've got two kind of like views on it. Number one... You can't say, oh, I like him, then I dislike it. No, Choose one side. I, I've decided also... Sorry, I'm saying this. I've decided from now on, it's not, oh, look at it from both sides. It's your view. Keep that. I, I'm just saying it to myself, normally because yeah, I'm yeah, the one yeah. who always says, oh, yeah, but when I see it from that side, is this. That's just, like, so balanced out. It's like, yeah, where do I stand? Yeah, exactly. I know where I stand. It's just like, but I like to look at the other person's perspective, but then it's like... Let the other people have their perspective, yeah. and we'll have ours. Yeah. Cool. But what I was going to say is, like, two. I've got two sides of the sprint. Number one, I don't like sprint races in general. I don't think we should have them. I don't want them. Elaborate. I just think they're a bit of a waste of time, and, like... I get it, they, they cause a little bit of excitement. I prefer having like quality being exciting on the Saturday, the race on Sunday, the drivers need practice on Friday. It all makes sense. Like if it's not broke, stop trying to add too much to it. I get it. Add more races. Cool. But don't add like more races to a race weekend. Like, do you know what I mean? I get that. So, Can I just say something on that? It's that yeah. thing of, do you know how, um, obviously there, there's talks of how, oh yeah, cancel FP1 and FP2. Yeah. That cannot get cancelled. Now it just shows because, they literally the did, things that were happening in the sprint race and qualifying or even in the race, those should have happened in the practices. And, and I then know people say the like data would make it better. Yeah, people say that like practice is boring or like there's nothing really It's happening. boring for people to sit there and watch because but it's not a race. It's just everybody going like, I feel like in their laps. In practice, you get a lot more interaction between the teams and the drivers and the radio yes. messages. And I like that stuff, like where they're talking about what's going wrong and what they're going to change and like just learning about the setup and stuff. Whereas this was like, get there on Friday. Yeah, just like you remember the track from last time. Just go race. Yeah, exactly. But then there's so many new drivers and the, there's like obviously three brand new drivers. Exactly. Back. I just said, obviously, I just want to clarify, not clarify, I just want to say, obviously right now I just said, oh yeah, it was boring to 
I mean, it's boring to us to watch practice. If you sit there and watch practice oh, and go and like, oh yeah, nobody shows up for practice. Because a lot of people don't go there on Fridays. Either you're working or it's that you're going to fly into the country on Friday night. Yeah, and it is like, I get the ticket is They say it from that. But, but it adds on everything to your trip if you're going to a race. Like, yeah. That's an extra but day. That's everything. how they see it as in, oh yeah, it's not, fans don't show up to the practice. So obviously they probably don't find it entertaining. Not everything is about, oh, let's make this entertaining. Oh, Formula One is entertaining enough. It's getting bigger and bigger. Obviously, we've got Drive to Survive. Not everything needs to be looked at. Oh, yeah, what's going to make it more dramatised? More dramatic, yeah, literally. This for is... Drive to Survive. It's like, okay, nobody... Like, there's enough drama there already. There's enough excitement. There's enough of everything right now. There's no... If you're trying to add more to it, eventually you're going to get to a point where it's going to break so much that it's going to be like, okay, let's go back to what it was in yeah. 2022 or the start of 23. Whereas... It's just, we don't yeah, need it. Yeah, so that's why I don't like sprint races. That's the first point. But the new format, if I'm comparing formats to before and now, if we have to have sprint races, I prefer this format only because it's totally separate to the race. I, I hated how last year the sprint would determine the lineup for the race on Sunday. I didn't like that. Because it's like, this way it gives the drivers a chance how they're going to approach sprint and how like serious they're going to be and how... like. If they crash in sprint, that can ruin their whole race for Sunday as well. Like, keep it separate. I understand that, but that was more simple as well, which obviously, which is better because you're just adding a more... It's called, obviously, it's not even called sprint qualifying, it's called sprint shootout. It's confusing because last year it was like, you qualify for sprint, then you do the sprint, and then the sprint gives you the race, The sprint right? is basically Everything the qualifying. Was combined together. Yeah, which is... And it didn't really work. It works as one, but whereas, yeah. obviously, they call it two different races, but I feel like, okay... Instead of the top eight drivers in the sprint race, what have the other drivers got to gain? Literally nothing. Exactly. That's what it was like. If you're outside the top 10, because like, if you're maybe fighting for a point at like 10, I get it. But if you're outside the top 10 and it's only 17, it was only 17 laps. It was like, yeah, it literally felt like that it was, was over. Like, yeah. So it was like kind of pointless in that sense as well. And with quali, obviously it's a one lap shootout. It gives everyone, I think, more of a chance. Whereas in a race format, the faster car is just going to open up a gap and... You're going to get the it. same people just winning. Yeah, yeah, it becomes like a race. The whole reason like quali was like one shootout and then the race on Sunday was separate. It gave like advantage. Like last year, Mercedes didn't have good race pace, but they had good quali pace. So like in quali, they could like do better. So yeah. it was nice. Whereas if it's like a, a mini race and then a race, if you've got no race pace, you're just like messed up for the whole thing. You can't, you can't do anything. Yeah. I feel like they might test it out. Obviously, I know Austria and Qatar. Oh, we've got um, a lot, haven't we? We've got a lot of these There's sprints. about, I think, four more. I'm not, I might be wrong. There's, I think there's at least four more sprint races. I feel like they're still testing the formats. I hope they take it back. One of them, they take it back to last year's, how it was last year, and see how that works out. It yeah, is draining on the drivers. Well. Max has been saying he hates this. Like, yeah. Obviously, he hasn't used the word hates it. He just dislikes it to a point where he has, he's like, if they just keep yeah, adding more sense. stuff, it makes it easier for me to leave and I do want to leave because... Yeah. What did you think of his comments on it? I like it that he's so outspoken about it. Yeah. Because... You'd rather that than, and also how all the drivers, if they don't like something, they speak out against it. Or if they like something, obviously it's always positive, which is good. Everybody's always going to speak the positive anyway. So when there's something that's disliked, they speak on it. You appreciate that. And then obviously it's heard more. It feels like a connection with the driver as well. Because yeah. you're like, oh, I didn't like that as well. And because say if like it was it, like so. a few months down the line or like a couple of years down the line, it's like, oh yeah, I, I hated that, by the way. That was a couple of years ago. Where it just turned around like, what's it, the point of saying it now? It's too late, yeah. And saying that, also, Carlos, for he wasn't happy with the setup of the car right now this weekend oh, really? for the whole yeah. weekend for the weekend because that was one thing of the format as well. There's a couple of things about the sprint format as well. 
Um, if you make it to Q3 and you haven't got new soft tyres, you can't come out on the... You can't come out. You can't basically you're out qualifying. So if Lando and Yuki made it to Q3, they wouldn't have been able to actually start the race, uh, do the quali, because they haven't got new soft tyres. Also, um, I'm not sure of the exact details, which I should have been, but sorry. So for there was this thing that if uh, once you come into the weekend, there's certain parts or something you can't change on the car. I'm not sure of the exact details, but that's what happened to Carlos. Basically, he wasn't happy with his um, setup. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they yeah. couldn't actually change it or make changes to it because of the format or because of the layout of the weekend. Yeah, not the yeah, layout yeah. of the weekend, obviously. It was the format of the with the sprint race in there. I think it was similar to Hulkenberg, right? Because he changed some of his setup, not like parts. That's why you had to start in the pit lane. But you had to start from the pit lane. Yeah, but so just they'd rather that, the which got his race really good. Yeah, but he shouldn't. I think, yeah, you're right. Like, that shouldn't be part of the rules. I get, like, Changing parts, like if you're changing engines and wings and stuff, yeah, yeah, that's a penalty. But if you're just changing the setup, that should be like the driver's yeah. choice, really. They're trying things. Obviously, uh, this year we're gonna have the in quality. It's gonna be a thing where basically one. Um, I don't know when the test is. I'll have to check into that. I'll probably come back on the next episode. But uh, basically, how it's gonna go is for Q1, either you you use one type of tire. It's either the hards, then the mediums, and then the softs. It's like that. Rather than for go, everyone, for everyone, oh, yeah. Okay. So all the cars after that, rather than are being like, oh yeah, get your fastest lap in whatever tire you're using or yeah. whatever it is. So um, certain changes, okay, I agree with that. Okay, you can test them, but then obviously coming back to sprint as well, where you, you that was a test. Obviously that that format is still being tested, but if it's not liked and the drivers are voicing it right there, yeah, no, you're right. If the drivers are being outspoken about it, then like you should take their point of view into account. I think. And change it at the weekend rather than, oh yeah, we'll sort it out later on. Yeah, so now that we covered the, like our thoughts on the sprint format, but let's get into the actual sprint. Like putting our views aside, whether we should or shouldn't have the sprint. Did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it. Yes. What was your favorite part? I think we know everyone's favorite part actually. What are we talking about when George uh, didn't give Max space and then Max just sat there and saying, "Oh, why would you ever do that to me?" <laughs> I don't think hanging? he was that dramatic, but yeah, yeah well, no. that's the moment I'm talking oh, about. Oh, no, I dra- didn't dramatise it enough. It was more dramatic <laughs> than that. And then, coming back to it, what happened with Charles and Max? What happened with Charles and Max? Charles uh, gave him space, and then Max just went. Oh. Whereas that's what should have happened with Max and George. Max was on the outside, so he should have slowed, stopped. Cause, not stopped, he should have slowed down and let George pass, because... George is on the inside and he's got the right of way. All right, yeah, I did. I, I wasn't going to go into who's right and who's wrong. I was just going to say I liked that fighting. Like, I liked that I fighting, think... but then I didn't like it that if, if it was just that, and then I'd be like, okay, good race, like nice, entertaining. But afterwards, even when they go up to each other, he did, if nothing, if nothing was mic'd, I guess, or nothing was. Oh, it was a little bit. There was like some. I know. I think if it wasn't mic'd, then oh. I'd be like, okay, yeah. What they're just they're talking to each other. Yeah, they're just talking. Like, when you look at them, it looks like oh yeah, they're just like oh you did this to me. He's like oh yeah, sorry man, and then that's it. It finishes. But whereas when George walks off, Max is like oh yeah, next time I'm gonna do this. Cheers. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that bit was like the highlight. I was like George is just walking off like yeah, whatever. Yeah. And Max was still trying to like next time watch. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I thought that was a bit like come on man. Grow no, up. but then also it's that thing of it's a Mercedes and Red Bull thing. Yeah. If there was anybody else, I feel like it might, it would have, just words would have been had and that's, that would have been that. I think it was more of a George and a Red Bull thing. Because I feel like if it was another driver, Bottas, like last year, is not really bothered. 
Lewis, I don't think he's doing that. But George, the fact that he's young and in that Mercedes and he wants to fight for every point he can get, I like yeah, that. Yeah, but then he said that as well. He said, yeah, it, I'm not going to slow down just because the Red Bull or it's Max Verstappen. I'm yeah, not I just going to sit there and be the like, last, oh yeah, go through. The last two races, I think George has become, slowly becoming my favourite person to listen to. I think last time when he was like, I'm getting attacked by my teammate, that radio message, that was like my favourite radio message of this year so far. Because he was like, actually like, in a nice way, making it clear to the team. Like, I know what's going on, like, deal with it. And then, but then this I feel one like well, I, I like, I appreciate how George is like that. It's not just like, oh, guys, what's happening? Or guys, don't do this. It's like saying his part and saying, well, this is how it is. So sort this or this is going to happen. Because we all know, like, like you said, like Charles let Max pass because it was like, it was always going to happen. He knows that car's faster. Um, with Mercedes, you know the Red Bull's faster Charles hasn't said that, by the way, that, oh yeah, I let the Red Bull pass. That's just you assuming. <laughs> no, yeah, sorry. But yeah. Okay, yeah, but like the both Red Bulls made it look so easy and it was like, they did, yes. that's not their race. You know when drivers know like what car yeah, but that's like, different. they're racing yeah, with? But... but with George, I love the fact that he just doesn't care what car it is or who it is. He's going to fight. He's going to drive like he can drive, which is very well. Yeah, and also I feel like George now, we hear so much of him more is because... He is comfortable in that team now. Yeah. Last year was his first year, so it was a bit different. Yeah. He, he even if he was saying things, it wasn't like what um, you wouldn't hear it so much. Yeah, but now but it's like, now it's like yeah, like this is my team. Long, why? So why like, would I not? Why would yeah. you not say that's your own team? Yeah. Obviously, Lewis is. Regardless of if there's a number one and two, that's every conversation. Every time there's a driver conversation, it's like oh yeah, who's the number one? Who's number two? George is at a Mercedes for long. I think this George is there to stay. This year is probably the first year I'm thinking like even with the top three teams, I'm not hearing that number one and two conversation anymore because Lewis well, not and because George, it's not like okay, no there's a championship difference. to choose. There's like, it's not like oh yeah, Ferrari, who's going to be the champion for you? Who do you guys give preference to? Yeah, but, okay, yeah, that makes sense because last year was literally you had to make Charles and Max the number ones because they were fighting. Yeah. but because it's both Red Bulls, they're going to be. Red, we always say two. this, but Red Bull has a number one and two. It's just right now you don't see it. So, because right now we've had true street circuits and Checo's won both them. Yes, we're getting, we're getting to the sprint. We're still on the sprint. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, uh, it's that thing of when there's a points gap, then I guess that'll just die down a bit. Whereas right now it's like, oh yeah, who's going to win it? Is it going to be like, if it, it's not going to be like this at the end of the season. Oh yeah, Max and Checo are the first two. Oh, I think it is. At the point. There might be because of what the car it. is. Yeah. But it, because last year, it was, it was like, obviously, Checo street circuits, he wins it. Yeah, that's what I kept telling myself before this weekend. Like, Checo is my favourite for this race. I think he's the best at street circuits. But it's the way that he won it and the way that it happened. Well, should we move on to the race? We can't talk about that. Can I just say, um, obviously, like I, I feel like by the end of May, right, the next three races, we, if there's a gap opens up, like, okay, Max is just left Checo behind, then we'll know that it's, it was the circuits and the car a bit, what's helped Checo get to the points in sec- get number two in sec- points. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, oh yeah, Checo's uh, just there and he's going to win the championship. But yes, we can yeah, move on I to think, the race now. Sorry. I think last year it was a lot of, um, a lot of the struggles for Red Bull with like the DNFs and stuff also helped like the points make it look a lot closer, especially with like all three drivers, with including Charles. Hmm. But this year, I think, it's been so consistent between the two of them. And the way that che- Charles has been, I mean, sorry, Checo has been winning, it's like that Jeddah race, he kept that gap in front of Max for the whole way around. He was matching matching the pace, race pace. And I haven't seen him do that. Even on street circuits, it's not been like that clear. There's always been like something else going on where you could point to and be like, oh, that's where Max lost the race or that's where something went wrong for him. 
But this time, it was like... But then can you not point it right now as well? That We were just about to speak about that. I don't How think did you can. position? So I was going to say, that safety car, that, that call from Red Bull, I don't think it was bad for Max. I think it was... Checo was going to pass him anyway, and they got really lucky and just called him in. I think Checo was racing. Checo was posing well, do you think the gap that's on a tactic a of more? let's not cause a fight just yet. That was literally that's what it and felt then like. Let the world think that oh yeah we made a mistake, whereas we know what we're trying to protect. Like, I understand like where the call came from because like is it a lot maybe deeper than they it looks? Thought, yeah, a little bit. Maybe they thought it wouldn't be a full safety car because like they would. Yeah, because that that time it did look. It like, looked like they the did car speak of that how it, it looked like he could have just reversed and come out. Yeah, exactly. So, I, but I think like at that moment, I remember on that lap. I was like so angry with Red Bull. I was like, you just stole the first moment of like two Red Bulls fighting that we were going to get this season properly. And yeah, it was like, I was super frustrated. And then I thought it was going to be worse for Checo, but with an actual safety car, he came out on top. But then even after that happened, Max cleared, he came out third, right? Yes. And then he but cleared then Charles with two is, laps. If the Red Bull is behind anybody, <clears throat> you know, eventually they're going to catch up and go. Yeah. So he caught, he caught Charles within two laps. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, it's only a matter of time before he catches Checo now. Especially because they were both having a little bit of close moments, like just scraping the wall. I think yeah. Checo hit the wall on like 15. Um, but it, the gap just got bigger and bigger. I get where you're coming from, but then it's that thing of, that's the car. Am I getting sucked in too early? You are. I know, yeah, I kept telling you're waiting for a Checo-Max fight, but yeah. it's not going to happen just yet in the season. It might, I don't know, um, maybe end of the month? Because there's Cause three races. Next that, race like, is a street circuit again, right? Miami. Technically, it kind of is. Technically, yeah, but it's a track. But I get what you're saying. That's like Jada is a track, but it's a street circuit. So then in my mind, I'm already putting like, okay, this should be Checo's. Checo should have like a bit of a benefit here. But if it doesn't, then it could like, it could swing the opposite way. I guess we'll just cross that bridge when we come to it. I just hope, like, I think they said it on Sky Sports as well. I think everyone's hoping for Checo to stay in it because that's the battle we're going to get this year. I don't think anyone else can get close to Red Bull. They can't get close, but then obviously anything can happen. Like obviously, like it's like we saw in Baku, right? It's that thing you're going straight and you might just crash into a wall. Yeah, yeah. Okay, those things we can't account for. But if we're taking it on like probability wise and not hoping for the worst or thinking expecting the worst, then I think the Red Bulls are just clear of everyone. Even with like at the start, there was all that hype about Aston Martin, and they are really good, but. Their battle is with, just improved now. Yeah, their battles with Mercedes again, if you look at it, and everyone's talking about Mercedes like they're not in the race. But it's like it's become that battle for third. It is, yes. I just want to say that something. Like I just said, oh yeah, the driver's crashing into the wall, right? Yeah. What did you think? Was the race entertaining for you? Yeah, I was like seeing a lot of feedback after the race of like a lot of people saying that this was just boring. But I thought there was quite a bit of like entertainment. If you it depends what you're looking for, there was a lot of action in that race. Like, there was a lot of battles where we got robbed of the Red Bull one, but that would have been, like, the highlight of the race for me. But I think there was a lot of, like, technical moments, good moments, just the way Alonso was racing and, like, the messages and just, like, when he could notice that Lewis's tyres were going off and he was like, I'm going to hang back. And then um, Stroll sending in the message. Again, going back to George last week when he was like, I'm getting attacked by my own teammate. Stroll was the opposite. And he was like, tell Alonso I'm not going to attack him. I thought that was, like, that's quite entertaining. That was quite nice to hear. I asked that because I, exactly that as well. It's that a lot of people are saying, because oh, you're normally Baku, there's loads of crashes, loads of safety cars. Oh, yes. You know, red, red flags, flags everything, capital. right? <laughs> so it's that thing you expect it from a track. And if it doesn't happen, it's like it's almost like, oh, yeah, is it killed your excitement because nobody crashed? 
But then it's weird because like if a red flag happens, people get frustrated that yeah, that it's, it's for so long. The there's race. such a big yeah. gap. But it's that thing. I, I feel like if people want something. I don't want to say a crash, but then it is that thing of a lot of people do want to see like either cars come into each other, but not DNF. But then again, some might want to see a DNF. But it's that thing of. Where's the balance? Because we used up all the red flags in Australia, pretty much. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> right now. But it is that thing. I feel like the balance is, would you rather, like, there's loads of safety cars and loads of cars just going into each other, or there's just loads of overtaking? I feel like the overtaking and everything is more exciting than, yeah, oh, this you... person just hit me. If it's your favourite driver, well, that's your race done. If you're watching at home, well, that's it. Your race is, like, just sitting there like, okay, whoever wins, I don't care. We've literally, because we've got literally, if you think back to Australia, that was, like, <clears> the last race before this yeah. we literally had all the red flags there and not so many here and like you can compare it like that like, by the end of the australia race i was thinking like this is crazy like half almost half the grid didn't even finish yeah so it wasn't like so it's that thing of, that fun because that was obviously loads of crashes there as yeah well, so i don't know I, uh... I liked it especially because i think i don't know part of me was thinking if it was the other way around where max was in front and just opening up the gap on checo I can imagine people thinking like, oh, this is boring. It's just Max running away with the race. Because you but don't the, see Max so much. Yeah, but because it's the other way around. Because it was Checo in front, everyone's like, wait a minute, can you actually hold this on? So even though technically it was the same thing happening, a Red Bull was holding off a Red Bull pretty easily. Because it was Checo doing it, it made it more interesting. Also, with the new format of the sprint, um, it reminded me like the, the sprint grid was totally different to the um, Sunday race grid. Like the finishing... Um, order yeah the finishing order of um the sprint race was nothing to do with sunday so it was like a little bit i know i prefer that but because of the way this weekend went and that little fight with george and max i was like so excited i was like this is only a sprint look how they're doing with each other <laughs> and then i went to sunday and i was like oh george is like p11 so he's not going to be close to max to have that little battle again and no one else is going to fight him like that in my opinion and i was like oh that was a bit disappointing so maybe i do like the old format a little bit <laughs> Yeah. I just want George. I just want George to be up there. That Mercedes, please, please George improve. Keep belongs. improving. Yeah, it, it, that's the thing. I was also gonna say you know, with the upgrades, right? Oh, I there were like, so many, weren't there? There was, yeah, because I saw the list, and obviously, right now, I didn't know that sometimes you can just get an upgrade. I don't know if it's an upgrade or just a setup change, but just track specific. Track specific, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like wings and things like that. Yeah. yeah, but also with the upgrades, right? I've heard loads of t- like McLaren and Mercedes, especially say right with the upgrades now or at. the like even the upgrades that are going to come these upgrades are what they were expecting the start of the season to be okay yeah so they're playing catch up yeah it's that thing of well but they still haven't caught up to what they could have been so obviously there's loads of races another three races you've got to take that with a pinch of salt though because i feel like they say that almost every year like oh these upgrades are going to bring us to where we should be we should have been but yeah Yeah. it's that thing of yeah i guess how many years when you say like that yeah yeah how many years before you actually start a season like you were supposed to like yeah Maybe next year. <laughs> we'll come to that. But also, it's that thing of McLaren. Yeah. I saw. I feel like they had an improvement. I feel like McLaren is one of those teams where they're... Obviously, they're having a bad season. We know that. It's not, it's not where they should be. But the fact that both drivers are finishing quite consistently close to each other is quite positive. Like It's showing that it's a car issue and they can, they can deal with it. Because it's not... It's not like one driver's holding the team back or something's going wrong. No, I'm not. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I don't even know what you're trying to say. Like, I didn't even say nothing. I saw it in your face. I just already. looked at you. Like, <laughs> what are you trying to say? That's not what I meant. I meant like, because Piastri's a brand new driver, I didn't expect him to keep up with Lando 
so well. Like that. Yeah, exactly like that. And the fact that he has makes me think like McLaren should be in safe hands. If well, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to do car. the same thing as last year what Mercedes was doing with George, like giving like <laughs> Oscar, oh, no, no. Oscar <laughs> the benefit <laughs> off of being a new driver and giving him like the setup he deserves or that that helps him. But anyway, moving on from that, Daniel's at Red Bull. Bigger and better things to come. Yeah, we're not going to talk about um, contract rumours and stuff, I think, because it's just going to end up being Daniel to Red Bull. It's just going to be like in it's my just, head. Yeah, I don't want to... Mate, it's so early to talk about contract. Even though in the year it feels late, it's May already. I only in the year, that. by the month it feels late. But whereas, yeah. if I look at the track, uh, the races, it's like we're only four races in May, 20 more to go. Literally. No contracts yet. We'll talk after the summer about the contracts unless something dramatic dramatic really actually happens but I don't think it will this year because no, they always to... save it they always save it for the summer and then it goes crazy in the summer yeah. but I only just mentioned that because we've seen some rumours already and I just thought we're not even going to waste time on like yeah let's not going into what could happen and all of that there's too long to go like you said yeah I don't want to talk about rumours <laughs> but we just might <laughs> but yeah um, McLaren I thought McLaren and Alpine was the fight last year right yes McLaren are having a bad season, but like Alpine, what's what's going on with Alpine? I feel like with Alpine, I feel like I don't know if it's okay. Pierre Gasly's their new driver, but then again, it's four four races in only. So how much could they really improve, or what number are they, what are they in the teams? Boom, Ooh. we got the standings up. Okay, they are. Oh wow, you'd think they'd be in front of McLaren. And it's because more, we, not just like a couple of points. Every week we're thinking like, oh, McLaren are having a bad season. Like things are they're still getting wrong. their points in. It's not going good for them. But yeah, they're still getting points in. But obviously, we'll come back to Pierre Gasly's weekend again in a minute. But it is that thing of when you actually look at the standings, it does show. Oh yeah, like in my mind, because Williams has improved a lot, I don't think. I don't assume it to be, okay, they're the last ones just with one point. Exactly, because they've been good. Like, when you watch, if you just watch a race and don't look at this, you think, yeah, Williams are good. They're getting through qualifying yeah. quite well. Albon's going really well. But, yeah, the points are just not adding up. They're not. <laughs> I guess something needs to be done a little bit faster. But, but like you said, it is only four races in, and they've already got a point on the board. Which we say already eight, but then McLaren's got nearly double. No, no, I was talking about Williams. They've already got one point. Like, it took them oh, ages to get a point, And we're already four races in and they've got it. So Alex did do really good. well, though. But also, I was going to come to, obviously, do you know, um, the hard tyres lasted the whole race. Ocon. Yeah. Yeah, Ocon did this last year as well, right? With a different race. I can't remember what race Australia it was. Australia it was. Was, uh, it? was it Ocon or was it Alex Arburn? Oh, you might be In right. Australia, yeah. It was like right. that. But then I, I liked that. I was thinking, why did nobody else do that? Because I remember, I feel like Ocon maybe did it the year before then. Because I remember when the race ended, Lewis was saying, like, I could have done that. Like, look, because throughout the race, he was saying, like, one stop is fine. I don't want to, like, change my tyres. And then at the end, he was like, when he realised Ocon did it, he's like, see, he told you, I could have done that. Yeah. But, yeah, Ocon's got a history of, like, really good tyre management. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'd say <laughs> the hard tyres were really good, though. Yeah, I think that track, yeah, everything it's, else just Because if work. it was just him, I'd be like, okay, it's just, okay, somehow it just worked good for him. But Hockenberg did it as well, so. Yeah. It was like, okay, they've done it good. Do you think everyone knew he did that? Or he was going for like a last lap pit stop? I don't, yeah, coming to that, they should have. 
not the teams, but everybody else there. I'm going to come to that part as well. Okay, there's too much to come back to. Okay, firstly, I did not think he would start on the last lap, stop on the last lap and just pit stop on the last lap. I thought they'd do it about three or four laps before. Yeah, because Nico... Just to get it, because you're going to lose that position anyway, so... Yeah, he did it the lap before, right? Whenever. But when they did do it last lap, I thought, okay, because in your mind, it's still that, well, he still has to do it. Even though it's the last lap, he still has to do it. And you would... I don't know how people did not see that coming. I don't understand. I say people. I meant, obviously, the pit lane's there. Just because it's the last lap... So we'll explain. Let's explain. Okay, yeah. Photographers running onto the pit lane. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, sorry. That was too quick of an (laughs) explanation. I was like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so um, I know... In case you missed it, Ocon was going had another pit stop, and then he, when he was coming into the pit lane, there was literally just at the entrance of the pit lane. We wasn't even like, okay, there's two or three photographers. There's like a no, bunch. No, they all set up for like the podium celebration. Yeah, but then there's so many of them. I don't understand where they came from because the Alpine pit were ready for a pit stop. Yeah, all they the would, garage, the pit where they were, that's where they would have been we're at the start of the on. pit lane. Yeah, so they, I think they were too far away from the Alpine photographer. Yeah, from Alpine to like. For Alpine to, to see let them know it, to look or at to say something. But Alpine but shouldn't need to let them exactly. know if somebody's coming in for it's a pit stop. It's not their responsibility. Yeah, it's no one's responsibility right there. Until... Um, do they close? They don't close it because then obviously even at the end the cars need to come into the pit lane. Yeah, yeah. Except the first three or first two or whoever's going to stay there. But it is that thing of... Where was that management? Have some awareness. Yeah, or just like... I don't even know if it's on the photographer. It, 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 it is literally, on the This can fall on everybody, not just on the photographers though. Who would you, okay. you say? Because like, I, I don't blame the FIA for that. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't blame them because obviously they okay. need to do. They are going to do something about it. They need I don't, to. I don't blame Alpine for that. Alpine can't be blamed for it. Yeah, because so, it's not their job to hold people off the like pit lane. It's like okay, like I don't any blame, of other teams. Can I don't do blame it. security for that because these are not random fans that have run in and got into the wrong place. Yeah, you'd assume that if you're security, if you've got you'd assume okay, they know they have been there for the race. They know what they're doing. So yeah, so that's let's just that. three people I'm not blaming. Okay, so who can we blame? It has to. Be, it has to be them. It has to be them. And I don't know. There was like you said, there was like so many of them. Surely one of them's got to think. Like the race isn't finished. It doesn't matter if no one's pitting. The race is not finished. Like okay, at the start, I did say I don't want to see it from both points, both sides. But the only thing what I thought was, do you know how when you're at the race, it's not the, the commentary is not there like it is on TV. On TV, we know everything that's happening. There's like yeah. obviously commentators all around. Like obviously, if you're watching on Sky, Ted is at the pit wall, uh, pit lane, and then yeah. obviously the commentators are in the commentary I'm box where they can see through. That's like that's on on the grandstand or in the stands. Yeah, we don't get as much information on that I'm side. I'm just saying, yeah, they've got everything. They've got everything. But I'm just saying, not all photographers wearing earpieces to listen to everything. But I'm not defending them, which I am. Because they've all got TVs in the garage. They need to be blamed for it. They are to be blamed for it. It's not when you when you see like Alonso do a great overtake. That overtake on signs, it it um, went straight to the garage, and they were all sitting it is there in the watching. garage. But I don't, are the photographers in the garage though? That's where they came out from. That's where they ran out from. In that area, wasn't it? It's in the middle of the garages. It was just, yeah, behind there. But I don't feel like they have garages like the teams do. Maybe the solution no, I don't is... I think they have specific garages for photographers. But I think they're around that area. And wherever they were, they definitely knew what lap it was, what was happening. Yeah, because they knew the race is about to finish and we need to get, the, get our photos in. Exactly. They're trying to be smart and get there before the last lap. Because you want to catch everybody crazy. coming in. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I think, yeah, it, it, the blame lies on them and... The FIA are going to definitely have to do something about that. 
because that could have been a lot I'm just literally just right now I'm thinking am I being too harsh on them but you're not because had imagine it actually hit one of them it could have easily like no one wants to think about that but Ocon's interview afterwards he came out and said he was going like 300 kilometers per hour like he was coming in even if there's like okay there's a pit lane a limit and stuff that limit literally if he missed his braking zone if he missed the brake line who knows what could have happened it's that thing of now we're just talking about okay what could have happened but it's that thing of even regardless of if he was in all the limits of the speed limits and everything, right? We've seen it happen before to the pit crew themselves from their own team cars and everything. If the car touches you slightly, sometimes you can the yeah, fall you, you jump, take yeah. is like <coughs> it damages you. It will hurt you. Of course, of course. And that was that car is coming at speed, and that car is not built to like just hit you like a cage and then drop you there. It's, yeah, it's, it's not built like to like cut through wind. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's built to cut through wind. Yeah. So what's it going to do to you? Yeah, that was uh, ridiculously bad. Staying in the pit lane, Alpha Tori. Yeah. After Yuki's crash, I don't. I don't. It, okay, it was a crash because then obviously his tire was damaged and the tire <laughs> rolled down. Okay, that. After that. Do you know how I don't know? I do want to defend them, but then it's that thing of is nobody else watching it from the car from a distance and looking at okay when the car's about to leave again. That looks wonky. Oh no, everyone's got their own tyre, right, to deal with. So if yours is wonky, you should know. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying like, that. No, because uh, right now I'm referring to when Yuki's, Yuki had the little tyre incident and then he had to pit and then they had to change the wheel. And even though after they put it on, it was still damaged. The wheel wasn't damaged no more to the naked eye, but then when the car moves off, it, was, it wasn't perfect as it should have been. So it was... You could call it was an unsafe release, basically. Yeah. And then, obviously, he had to stop again for that. But with AlphaTauri, I feel like that's happened before. It happened last year with the DRS as well, when they taped the DRS. With the tape, yeah. At that time, we found it funny. I didn't mind that. I found it funny as well. That okay, yeah, just fix it. Do what you got to do. It's literally but, the same thing. Like you know when like Ferrari pit stops last year were oh it's funny they keep messing it up but like do it two three times like it's like you get something. I didn't yeah, find it professional Ferrari last year, but I, I get what you're saying. It is that thing of. We've got to draw a line and like you've got yeah. to be professional. You've got to hold to some sort of standards now. Yeah, so... But yeah, that was quite frustrating. Other than that, I was going to say AlphaTauri, well, yeah, they're not on the top 10 for points, but they're having a bad season as well. Again, I I keep coming back to it's just the start of the season. Even though it's four yeah, races... Yeah, true. I need I to feel, stop do you know what it is? It feels like, the reason it feels like it's a bad season because in the year calendar, we're in May already. We're nearly at the half year. But in the race calendar, we're still like... We're just at the beginning. If you look at it like that, we're literally still in like February or March. Just starting yeah, March. Yeah, so yeah. it's still the start of the year. Yeah. I think when we have, like like you said, when we have like next four or five races... Which is literally really... in one month, it's going to feel like, oh yeah, we're caught up. Because yeah. it's like, right now it's four... It's and then like... I'll be complaining, I'll be like, oh, it's too many races. I won't be because I love them. I love the more races, the better for me. <laughs> Obviously not all drivers want that, but I guess... We'll find a balance. Maybe choose. like, oh, do you, maybe we'll go to a point in the season where. Oh, I thought you were gonna say maybe we'll go to a race. I was gonna <laughs> say what race is that? <laughs> no, I was God. gonna say maybe one day we'll get to a point where there'll be so many races that um, teams will like switch out drivers. Imagine that. Oh, like oh, Max is so tired this week. We're gonna have to swap him for, for Daniel, Daniel Ricciardo. Ricciardo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't think it'll, it'll, it will get. To, it will not get to that. No, Wait, I'm just putting it out there now. Imagine we get to like reserve driver. We'll have to racing like five races a year not five that's too many yeah true that's really a lot. like but we'll, see, we'll see how second. big we'll see how it'd be big nice because you know how right now there's this thing of how 
not re- reserve. Uh, junior drivers get to practice. Go on the. Uh, and if we have so many sprints, like you're taking away yeah, more practice. Yeah. Also, it's if the if the races keep adding on to be more and more, which more likely they are going to be. There should be a thing of reserve driver gets to have a race as well. That's actually like I didn't think of that, but yeah, give him a sprint. I know it's points. Take note. <laughs> but you want to make it interesting? That could be interesting. That would be nice because then it's the same weekend where all the reserves come out. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And because now it doesn't impact Sunday, so you can still have um, Max, Checo, Charles all doing their quality yeah. on Friday, getting their position for Sunday and just like taking a break. Yeah, they get Saturday off. That'd be nice. Also, do you know how this year everything's just everywhere? Like the whole calendar's just messed up and obviously at the start of the season there's yes. a whole talk of that. But next year they're going to try just bunch it up. To organise it so that yeah. you're in. Yeah, it's I like, saw that. If you're in Europe, thinking... you're just in Europe. Uh, if you're in like... Asia. Asia, you're in Asia and in America, you're in America. But I feel like I want that, but then for one or two races, they are going to have to do that, which I would rather, yeah. I don't want it to be that, because it's that thing of, I look at it from the perspective of, obviously I do want to try to go to as many races as I can. Whereas say, if everything in Europe is just in that two or three month period, yeah, I'm not going to be able to go to more than one or two oh, races. Oh, I was going to say the opposite way. I was going to say that if they're bunched together, if you go all the way out to Australia, for example, or Asia, which is a long flight for just, us from yeah. the UK, you might just think, okay, oh, Asia, the next race is just around the corner. Week, just, yeah, maybe yeah, I can that's try. That's too privileged of us just talking. But, Let's yeah. just catch a flight and to race next race. It's gonna what be, does it cost? Not money. <laughs> it's going to be really tempting like that because obviously okay, if you I go out in the middle of nowhere, if you go to Singapore, for example, then you'll have to come back, right? You won't be looking at the next race. But if you're there already and you're thinking, oh, Singapore, just like, a few more hours, do another little... Qatar's next. And then oh, obviously Abu Dhabi still be lost, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, yeah, but it'd be nice to see it. I, was, I don't mind them trying it for a year and see how it goes. I'll come back to that next year, I guess. <laughs> but we like literally for America, especially that'd be like a big road trip. People would be able to do like traveling and go away for a month. Okay, not a road trip, but you know what I mean, flying around with yeah. in America. Yeah, it'd be nice. I know, I like the idea of it, but I don't know how I'd like it when it actually when I actually see it happening. Yeah, because like you said, like. Abu Dhabi is going to be the last race. I think and Las Vegas, Vegas is going just to be before, before that anyway. That's quite nice. Eventually, Las Vegas will become the last race. It's just obviously what they're contracted with Abu Dhabi right now. I don't Dhabi know. Right we'll now. see. Because Abu Dhabi is quite nice. They might keep it. The last race, I think, is... I think after that Max and um, Lewis season, the last race is always going to be like... The Everybody highest. Everyone wants like it, that. right? Just in yes. case that happens again. But, but we could see. Yeah. Like, I know it's been... It's only been a few races, but... The standings are pretty close. We said like, pretty close for the Red Bull drivers. That, it is, yeah. And yeah, it's then, a bit, that's okay. Yeah, that's. I what, appreciate that for, uh, Ferrari drivers are close to each other now, whereas before, like yesterday, <laughs> not the sprint race. Sorry, before this Baku race, it was literally like Charles was like, oh, "What?" Because like, of the DNA, ten points yeah. or like 11, 12 points or something. That actually made me sad. I was just like, "Wow, that's like that is sad." Yeah, like, I I do like it how he's caught up and it is probably too early to be looking at the standings but no it's just I it's just nice like it like them being up there isn't it? I yeah. just like it up there like that but yeah it's nice obviously with upgrades and everything Ferrari's doing better than last year I guess in the sense of they're only getting better but then obviously they, you know say something and just like jinx it in a way it's like oh yeah what did you think they were getting better let me show you something but yeah ignoring the Red Bulls for a second because I think that is going to be the fight for the season if we get one the rest of them... I like how Fernando nice. and Hamilton are so close to each other. And Russell and Stroll, literally. It's like the... It's like they're actually fighting, like... 
each other on each other. But it's that thing I appreciate how also now we're getting to see Lewis and Fernando again, like against Close. each other, yeah. like have, racing each other rather than being like, oh yeah, they're like totally different teams. They are obviously still in totally different teams, but it's but that thing it's of similar. the like, teams are no match for each other, but yeah. now they are. And it's like, oh yeah, I love that. Yeah, exactly. It's a bit more equal. Like, mm. it's quite surprising even seeing that because like, I'm, in my head, I've got Mercedes being like really bad and Aston Martin being amazing, but it's really not that big a gap. I know it's too early, but we'll see. We'll and I just realised, like, obviously, there's two different recordings going on here right now. One is on, obviously, the camera and one is on the mics for the podcast. But if you're listening to this, you're not going to look at what we're pointing at. We've got, basically, the driver standings up and then we're looking at the points and talking at that. Yeah, we're looking at the standings after the Azerbaijan. And when I saw this, I thought, oh, Alonso, 60 points, four races. He's got 15 points every race. That's, like, third place finish. But then I was like, he's not been on the podium. I forgot you get points for the sprint race. He's got so like, podium this year. This no, today, on. yeah, for this. Sorry, not today, for this race. But yeah, he's got 15 points in every single race so far. Very consistent. That is, that's good. It's nice to see that as well, like a team being consistent. Yeah, exactly. I know it's not, it's only four races, but it's still like a bit of a worry. Like when you see like, um, who was I feel like we Gasly's keep mentioning car? this part that it's only four races. Let's just stop doing that because yeah, I know it's like what, what, when it's twenty races, are we going to be like, oh yeah, it's only been twenty races though? Oh, no, it's oh, just wow, to rem- twenty races. It's just it's to just- remind myself that because I look at Gasly's car in like qualifying, was it where it caught fire, and I was like, oh my gosh, Mate, that day, reliability that was just issues. Things. That, but that's not reliability but, issues, is it? It's that thing of his weekend just got worse. It's like okay, you fall down and you're like, okay. The only way is up, but then it's like, well, no, there's another fall there. Take that fall, and then it's like, oh yeah, well, what could happen now? The only way is up. Whereas it's like, no, there's another pitfall coming up. A fall in there. <laughs> he Mate, just got all of them like, in one and, weekend. Do you know? Even just during the race, just seeing him last, I was just like, wow, that's just like. Because before that, he was like quite consistent as well. I think like top ten. He still is, but it's that thing. I guess it's just the track and the car. Everything probably just happened at the same time, and yeah. it just got worse and worse rather than okay it's going to get better. But I guess obviously now it's, it's only going to get better now. Let's not say that. There's <laughs> Famous no last there. words. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I'm hopeful for the next race. He'd be in points, I think. Yeah, I think this was the outlier. Be. I think every other yeah. race he's been pretty, pretty yeah. good. So it'd be nice. Saying that, obviously Australia didn't get points because of the crash. Oh yeah, that one, that yeah. one we don't really count because there was way too Everyone much crashed. going on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, let's not count any. Let's not... <laughs> Blame it on one person. Yeah. Adrian Newey, right? His contract, I didn't think... I know obviously loads of things uh, things have been said. Uh, we're coming back to contract. I, th- I feel like this is the only contract I want to talk about right no, now. No, this doesn't count. I meant driver rumours. Okay, yeah. This is a real contract. This is... A, a, I don't know. Why is everybody surprised that Adrian Newey's contract has been extended at Red Bull? I think because everyone knows how <clears> important <throat> he is to Red Bull, right? And after the cost cap last year, they were like a bit of rumours that they might have to lose people or he might but then you wouldn't move him sponsors might be leaving and all of that stuff was going on in the background and I think it was just the fact that his contract was coming up to close to the end so people just you know how the media works like it's a story but it's not a story yeah but it was always going to be a story until this announcement came out and yeah like, and that's because I heard about it and I was just like okay like why is that news yeah, okay. if I was being logic, like logically thinking like you, <laughs> then I should have oh, just ignored always. it. But it's that thing, like when you think of like, oh, everything's going so well for Red Bull right now, what could go wrong? And then the one bit of news that you see that could, that could be massive for them. It's like 
if Ruben oh, if he out, left, it would have been like, okay, well, wow, he's left. That would be massive. What's happening? What's going to happen now? Yeah, it would have a massive impact. So I think maybe just hearing that, it makes people jump to like the worst case scenario. But the fact that that's been quiet now and officially um, announced that he's staying with Red Bull, we don't know how long yet, but we it's know he's that. I feel like, staying. do you know what it is? Sometimes it's that thing of, where was he going to go? That's like saying, okay, Christian Horner is saying, oh yeah, like, I don't know, does he have a contract? Does Toto yeah. have, do they have contracts in place? Like, okay, um, I don't know about Toto because like he's got owner, right? Yeah, so. it's that thing of I think now Christian is probably as well. But okay, that's going into minute details. <laughs> but it's that thing of he's not going to leave. I see you say this, but he's not going to leave anytime soon. Obviously, we say that, but then obviously, like we saw him t- um, last year with Ferrari as well, and then obviously everybody moving about and like the team heads, the principals, principals. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, but it's that thing of, but you don't see it happening at such a big team. Where it's like, well, you would doubt the team if the principals left. In yeah, that yeah, sense yeah, of like with Red Bull and Mercedes, because they've been there for so long and they are like, when you think of Mercedes, obviously you look at the drivers, but then what else do you look at? Yeah, it's Toto, isn't it? Yeah, Toto comes up. When you look at Red Bull, it's the drivers, obviously, but Christian comes up. Helmut Marko comes up. These guys come up. If they left, then it'll be like, well, that team's headed somewhere where... It will be crazy when it happens. Like obviously, they will have to move on at one point. Yeah. When it happens, it's going to. But be it wouldn't a major be like shock. just. Uh, but oh yeah, casually, just like oh yeah. By the way, surprise, surprise, he's left. <laughs> Bye. Shock yourself. Yeah. It will be like eventually. It'll be building up to that, guys. Oh yeah. Or there should be a succession plan in place yeah. or something. Be, you would, yeah. you'd hope. Yeah. But yeah, it was just. I think it was just more the fear of like for Red Bull fans. Like if it could happen, it would be like disastrous. Maybe. Yeah, at least that's been cleared up quite early on in the season. So we don't have to have to worry about that anymore. I wasn't worrying about it anyway. I was. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and that brings us... To the end. Of this episode. Baku. Let's finish off each other's sentences. This is (laughs) so lovely. Uh, Oh yeah, mate, this is going to be a busy month. I like it, but uh, I I don't feel like I don't think I've looked at the calendar properly. I haven't, but I know obviously Miami's coming up, and then um, all the race. There's obviously four more races in the next. Sorry, I say four more. Obviously, there's three more races coming up, back to back. So which is nice. So we'll catch you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Yeah, Miami next. See ya.